So anyway, that, and that's but that's the thing about prayer. One thing I've learned about prayer is that it's not having something pre-written. You know, I'm not sitting here on my Kindle like, what am I gonna talk to God about later? It's just talking to him. You're talking to somebody who knows you better than you know yourself. You're talking to Papa. Oh uh, yeah, well, that's a big thing for me. I, I never had a somebody I could really talk to. So it was kind of just a. I always went off of like a feeling. Like, if I felt a certain way, that's how I said my prayer. But there's still rough, cut, disgusting prayers. What do you mean, rough, cut, disgusting? So, so my prayers are like just a normal noob trying to explain what he wants and what he like wants to express without being able to. Because I'm not well educated when it comes to, I mean, like, basic English. I know it's my first language, and I'm still terrible at it. And then, like, basic religious... It's just hard for... It's hard for me to give a basic prayer compared to, like... I've heard your prayers, and they touch me. Like, my prayers are like, Thank you, uh, please protect my family, uh... You know what I mean? To yours, there's, like, more depth. That's not fair, though. Because he doesn't just want us to say... Like, it's different on here... He doesn't just want the Lord's Prayer. He wants a... He no, wants but, a, but on here, the, our listeners you deserve... Mean, are you talking about... A solid prayer from somebody that can express what they're feeling, and they can feel it too. Not just like some simple-minded person giving out their nightly prayer that they usually would say. Not just simple-minded. I'm, I think listen, you're too hard on he's, yourself. He's trying to touch me in my heart because that's what he's good at. No, simple, simple-minded. I, I give simple-minded prayers. Yeah, but you're not a simple-minded person. No, I'm extreme in other areas. Like you want to talk about cars, bikes, motorcycles, you're guns, a, stuff like it's that. It's more than just like objects. That you're extreme. I'm simple-minded when it comes to energy, heart, soul, prayer. When it comes to things that I'm interested in. Yeah, but in, you're electric. My tism hands are going to start going. Yeah, but that's what's beautiful about you. <laughs> that's why I love you. All, All right. right. For today's podcast, Matt's going to lead in the prayer. I will become better. He wants me to become better. He's got to do it on that. Well, yeah, I guess now at this point I will. Yep. Go ahead, Matt. Anyway. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you watch over us. I pray that you touch the people listening to this. I pray that you touch us and guide us. Show us a better representation of what you want from us, who you need us to be. Show us more avenues and deeper ways to serve you. Teach us to always have fire and always wipe away the ash, Father, that we may be true and good servants to you. And so I pray that you have your own way with us and the people listening to this, that we sit aside the things that we want and we feel that we need, that we feel are best, And that you have your own way with us. That you are like a potter. And we are the clay. Heavenly Father, we submit to you. And we look up to you. And teach us how to be closer with you. Call you Papa, not just God. Know you better as a father and a friend and a master. And I say this in the sweet and glorious name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. Amen. Again. It's like a poet. It's like, I, it's I like mean, a poet writing off a sweet, sweet 
It's I like mean, Eminem rapping out gold. I do happen to be a poet. Again, you, you are. So, alright. How the heck have you been, man? It's been... Mm. Mm, Guys, mm. a lot has happened. Mm-hmm. COVID has struck. My two-month-old child passed it super easy. It's like a flu. You get it. It's it's terrible. It can really take down a family, but at the same time, most people, it doesn't affect. And I've had it before. I've had it back in 21. I didn't know I had it. We're not going to go fully into detail on that adventure. However, I will say, I came over here... It wasn't last week, right? It was two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. It. Shortly after I had a appointment with my endocrinologist and found out a lot of information that we'll be uh, disclosing here on this episode. So go ahead and explain what a endo- endocrinologist is. Endocrinologist is the doctor that specializes in the endocrine endocrine system. So, like, for me, I go to an endocrinologist for, um, like, my thyroid, my pituitary gland. If you had to ask me what the endocrine system was by definition, I have no idea. No, and I wasn't asking the, the, what, it was like, like, if you're seeing them, what are you? For my thyroid issues, for my reproductive issues, uh, you know, I don't have a pituitary gland, things like that, like that. All of that stuff. And so I, turns out, I'm very cortisol dependent. <clears throat> and we'll get a little deeper into it here in, later in the episode. But basically, if I get sick, I'm not producing cortisol. And if I get really bad sick and don't have the cortisol, I can possibly die. So I come over. Yeah, and then you sit down and explain this to me. He didn't tell me that he had the vid. He just said, I got the ick. Well, and again, it, so we were calling it the town that I live in. Like, it seemed like it just hit the whole town. So, like, if you live in, like, Pittsburgh, it's the Pittsburgh ick. It was the Pittsburgh ick. I was like, we got the Pittsburgh ick. And I thought I mentioned it was COVID. But you came over, which we never, never tested. My younger sibling was, and she tested positive. At my mother's house that I don't live at, but my kids got it. They go to the school with my sister. Long story short, we never tested because we knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had the COVID brain for a hot minute. COVID brain? You never had COVID mind? If you're anybody listening, if you know what COVID brain is, you know. It's where, like, you can't pour a glass of water without forgetting that you're pouring a glass of water. So it's like chemo brain. I don't know. I'd, I've never gone through chemo. My mom did, and they called it chemo brain. And yeah, it was. It made you super forgetful. Yeah, like you're in the middle of something. You, like it feels like you wake up. And you're like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the water's going everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. So I come over, and I'm all excited. We were going to shoot this very episode, and I was so excited because I have wanted to. I've saved episode five. Five's my favorite number. Don't know why. But I was like, I want episode five to be about me talking about my issues with my endocrine system. And I have a very specific Bible verse for it. Um, And so we came over to do this episode. And we're sitting in the kitchen. We come out. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had COVID. And I was like, oh, that's really bad news, dude. And it wasn't even that I was afraid of getting COVID. 
I did not want to go home and be like, yeah, Austin had COVID and I could die, because, uh, you know. So was this before or after I texted you to get the pastor's number? I'm pretty sure this, this was, was before. This the, the, I asked you for the pastor's number before this podcast. It was after. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So, and then, so we have a heart-to-heart out here in front of the shed. Socially distanced. So, it, we could have, he could have coughed on me. I wouldn't have been that hurt. I have never been kicked out of somebody's house with such love. Like, I've never been kicked out of a house with te- tears of love in someone's <laughs> eyes. And I was like, love you, bro. I, I didn't kick him out. Guys. That's I, how I'm putting it because it sounds funny. We sat down and I was like, Matt, I can't promise you. Like, the fevers are broke. Now it's just like kind of that sinus crud that you have to live with. And you live with it for us still in the morning. So I'm like, oh, God. But yeah. it's not, sorry I took the Lord's name in vain. I'm getting better. But it's it's not one of them things. And it, that was kind of where we were at. But I was still like, Matt, you just spilled the beans on. Laid that down on yeah, me. Like, yeah. And did you, lay, I don't think you've laid it down to them yet. No, huh? we're getting ready to. He's going to explain to you guys why I was like, Matt, I don't think it's a good idea. Because Matt was like, I want to do this. And I was like, I don't think it's a great idea. And we kind of went back and forth. And I was like, Matt, I love you. Go home. (laughs) I didn't kick you out, but I said I kicked you out. Yeah, I wasn't like, get out of my house now. I was like, I love you. Just go home. It was so, I I was like, I told mom about that. She goes, he is a real friend. And I was like, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, that was a lot, and before I get into it, I want to read this verse that I've had picked out for months for this episode. I think this is perfect transition right here, yep. guys. And I, when I read this verse, when I was first reading the book of Isaiah, my one of my top favorite books of the whole Bible, and easily my favorite book out of the Old Testament. Testament, you hear that come through? Uh, southern. We're not yeah. even Southern. We're, yeah, we're Appalachian. We're kind of Southern. No, we're... No. We're, I don't know, man. I've had some pretty Southern cooked meals here. Yeah, but, but Southern messing, and Appalachian are two different things. We're the mixture of Vermont and Florida. <laughs> Vermont, mom, and Florida dad made a baby. That's us. It would be, yes, yes. But, so, my favorite book out of the Old Testament... And let me go ahead and find it. Guys, if you haven't figured out where we live live yet, then you're never going to figure it out. Yeah. So, and this is out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 56. Starting at... hmm. Make sure we... Oh, yeah. Isaiah 56. Thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment and do justice. For my salvation is near to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. Neither let the son of the stranger that have joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbath, and choose the things that please me, and take hold of my covenant. Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. 
also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and love the name of the Lord to be a servant every one that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar for my house shall be called the house of prayer for all people and I know that that was literally half of the, you know, half of the chapter, but I felt like I needed to add the context in there with it, where for me, I, fist bump. Fist bump. I, I can't have kids naturally, uh, says the doctor. So I have uh, growth hormone deficiency. I do not have a pituitary gland. My adrenal glands do not function. They do not produce cortisol. Um, and I am, they very much believe that I am, I think, 100% symptomatic of Addison's disease. Which means that I could definitely consider myself a eunuch. And that's something that my whole life I've wanted to be a father. I remember being, the day I realized I wanted to be a father, I was 10 years old. And I was sitting in my room on the floor playing with toys. And I just thought to myself how great it was going to be one day when I was going to be a daddy. And that was when that started. And later understanding a lot of the things going on. I don't naturally produce testosterone. I have a lot of these struggles. My thyroid doesn't work. Uh, and basically dealing with that my whole life, I've really felt like a dry tree. Knowing that the chances of me having a kid from my own... I guess you could call Loin. it loins, yeah. was slim to none. And when I read that verse, I bawled my eyes out like a child. Well, explain explain to everybody what that verse means to you. That, I heard it. I also don't interpret things well. So, But I know you definitely are better at deep diving into the book and understanding what's being said so that what that verse means a passage i guess and i know i probably didn't need to give that full part of it but i felt like it was better with the context that's a good passage it is and of course it's talking about keeping the sabbath and doing the burnt offerings and sacrifices which that's old mosaic law christians don't do that that that's those things are passed jesus fulfilled that on the cross however he's telling that these people, the Gentiles, he was talking about the son of the stranger, the strangers, where you look and typically throughout, I don't want to say Jewish culture, but a lot of times it seems like if you're a Gentile and you were to have converted to Judaism and you live with the Jews, in biblical times they didn't accept you as one of them. You were a Gentile. You were a stranger. So he's telling the son of the stranger, if you cling to the laws that I've given you, I will give you so much more. It doesn't matter what they say. And then he tells us, same thing with the eunuchs, saying, you might not be able to have kids, but that does not matter what they say. I will give you things better than of sons and daughters. In the kingdom of heaven, I will give you a place in my house, a name in my house. I want you. You are mine. Whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, whether or not you can bear children or not, I will give you so much more if you cling to what I've commanded you. 
so from that passage, do you think uh, he's big with like the church kids and in the church? Do you believe that because of the church, you're being around children to get to raise? Not like you're not there for the everyday shenanigans that me and my wife like to say about the children, but you're there helping guide them closer to God. You're, you are a father figure in some sense to a lot of these children that you deal with. I mean, and not even just children, like your friends, me. You are the father figure to me when it comes to church, the Bible, the verse, loving God and accepting Jesus. The only reason why I'm still as headstrong on it is because of you. Do you think that, that may be some of what he's leading you to do like I know a, a eunuch is <clears throat> you can be a eunuch but yet you can still touch people in their heart and soul as hard as a father can I've had I have a pretty bad experiences with my biological father he has not been you've been around longer than he has you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be just... And, and I get the, the wanting it to come from your loin, the wanting it mm-hmm. to be your own. But at the end of the day, Matt, you're just as much as a father figure to a lot of people in your life. Even if you don't see it maybe in the mirror or think about it often, then I think you give yourself credit for it. You gotta stop laying that on me, alright? We can't be on this. <laughs> Thank you. But no, he's guiding you to do a uh, something better in your life, and you're doing it. I, I think sometimes you struggle to see it. I, I absolutely feel that he has led me to, you know, a KFC program with our church. I think that absolutely it's a gorgeous he's led program. Me. I love that program. I'll give a little backstory on how I got involved with that and why I know that God's put me in there. Very shortly after I got saved. So I got saved one year ago yesterday. Yesterday? This is a big day, guys. I'm the only one counting, you know, because it, and I had had that conversation with God back, you know, taking off the trail a little bit here. I've had that conversation with God before. I was like, God, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to be with you longer than I was with Satan. I cannot wait to be with you longer than I was a Wiccan. And his response, and you know, he didn't like just like look over at me. You know what I'm saying? So to the people this who is have not had a these text message, yeah, to the people get. who have that relationship with God, you know, to my Christians out there, understand what the still uh, and strong voice of God is, and what he told me was, it does not matter how long you were there. It matters that I have you now, and I'm going to always have you it does not matter to the day and because in wicca the time that you were practicing is a very big thing you had to study and do all those evil things for one year and one day before you could be considered an actual wiccan i think this is a good transition to get into pastor dave because he gave our pastors He's pretty cool. He's a vet, which I relate with a lot because I'm a vet myself. Vet, like veteran of 
the military, not a vet of. Not a combat vet. I'm not a combat vet. I'm. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't have know. no idea. We'll have to have him on. Yeah, but he he's a veteran of the military, of the army, which makes me even more excited because I was were too. You in the army. Yeah, and uh, he gave a gorgeous talk. Uh, I can't remember the verse. Truly, off the top of my head, but it was about uh, not being like upset about somebody that's even on their deathbed before they pass accepting Jesus and then being taken into heaven to somebody that from yes. the time they were born Last accepting Sunday. Jesus and then still putting in that time and work their whole life and going to the same place as that person that was a sinner their whole life accepting him within their last breaths and then being taken to the holy grounds that the person that did for their whole life. I think I think that was. Mm, I mean, it was heavy, was it not? That was, it was heavy. From the parable of the the gardeners, uh, it was when the the guy who ran the garden told the people who worked there all day he'd give them a penny or whatever. Yes. And the people that came in later that only worked. I don't know the amount of time he paid them the same amount, and the guy that had been there all day was like, "Yo, what's up with that?" And that's what they talked about. Yeah, he's having problems with my Kindle, y'all. It's all right. It's all right. I'm uh, uh, just trying to. So and that, that's a big deal. It was how could you pay somebody that worked from four a.m. until six p.m. the same amount of money that you picked up somebody that worked from mm -hmm. four p.m. To six, you know what I mean? Like it was, but at the same time, that was his call. That was the owner of the farm that kept going to, and I'm going to break this down as I took it. You go to Home Depot, you see people sitting outside. You go, hey, come work for me. This is your pay. You go back an hour later, pick them up. You go back an hour later, all the way up to the work day is done that last hour you pick them up and you bring them on and you pay the beginning people the same pay that you paid the people that you just brought on an hour ago for the whole time they were there and that is unfair but it was the same idea of God accepting you into the, the kingdom into heaven as just because you've put 15 years into this does not mean somebody that's only put a two minutes into this is not accepted mm, as fairly good. as you. It, it's your, as long as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you know what you've done is wrong and you accept that, you can do that in a pretty short period of time. And then die. But somebody that's done it over a 20-year, 25-year, 40-year period is going to the same place as that person that did it within a couple minutes. I, that clicked, that was a perfect segue. Can we just sit, I, I wasn't getting, I was like, I don't think that's what, I, yes, okay. Dude, patting you on the back, that was a perfect segue. Yeah, it was, in Wicca, it was 
if you had been there long enough, if you had been practicing long enough, it you didn't matter. Well, what is more like how much have I given the devil? Because whether that's you what, see it or not. Yeah, it's how how badly have I how much have I fed this demonic source? Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. And even though you're not it's not like yeah, doing stuff is Satan. You know what I mean? Like, it's not no. like that, but it's ex- also exactly what you're doing. But anyway, it is like that. It does not matter if you've been a Christian for a year and a day. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for five minutes. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for five decades. It is that you are going to be a, with him forever in the kingdom. It is that he has us. And he had to teach me that lesson, too. But... Very shortly, maybe a month, I think it was a month after I'd gotten saved, that we're sitting in church, me and mom, and they're talking about the KFC program, which is not Kentucky Fried Chicken, but the Kids for Christ program is basically on Wednesdays, our church is right next to a school, the parents sign off on papers for everyone wants to go, and the people that volunteer with KFC go up, get the kids, bring them down. And teach them about Jesus, give them a snack, and they sing hymns, and the parents pick them up in like an hour and a half, two hours. And I was when they were talking about it, they had been doing it since the year I was born, but they hadn't done it from like 2019 for COVID up until last year. Because of the Chinese egg. Yes. And we were, they were talking about it, and Mom just puts her hand on me. She said, God's telling me that is for you. So I... I was like, I'm going to listen to you because I don't, I did not have the. Like a good son, you listen to your mother. I, yeah, I was going to listen to her because I hadn't had the relationship with God yet. I didn't have that for a minute because I didn't know how to connect. He want, God wanted that. I still didn't know how to connect yet. I was so new and worshiping the most high God is not like worshiping demons. Uh, so I, I it was a big learning curve for me, uh, but so either way I, I listened to my mom, and I sign up for it. Go down and I was the they have two people in each classroom. There's the teacher and the helper, and I I just I went to the meeting and I said just I want to serve God. Put me where you need me. Put me where I can fit. So I was a helper to the director of Sharon and I love Sharon to death uh, and it, I think two classes had went by so two Wednesdays because only once a week on the Wednesdays and then that night she said I would really like next week if you planned a lesson and you taught and oh, I was like deal. and I was like okay that night cup two hours later I'm sitting down at the house playing a little bit of video games unwinding and I get a call from her, and she said, we need a second teacher for first and second grade. And I would really be, I would really like to have you. And this is not a month since mom had told me that God was telling her for me to do KFC. And I I fell to my knees. Like, I was like, all right, Papa, uh, you know, like, I, all yeah, right, I got you. You're giving me a sign. I'm going to accept this full heartedly. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready to start it again here, projectedly November 1st. And it was the... And that time when I first started, I was leaving my job 
as a counselor, a teacher counselor at a boys group home, which was really hard for me. There's a lot of drama going on, a lot of stuff. We're just not, it's not time. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, and at that time, I was leaving a the position I was at before I'm holding the job I have now, which was a teacher counselor at a boys' group home. And I, it was hard leaving there. I loved those boys. I loved that job. There was some drama and just some overall disagreements with me and my boss, which led to me leaving in a very, I don't want to say traumatic, but it was, it was really hard to do, because I, the last thing I wanted to do was feel like I was abandoning those boys, because they had been abandoned their whole life, and during that time that God, I absolutely believe that he called me to leave that job, he had already set me up something to do to keep me going, saying, this is, keep you being a father, man, like, Again, I'm going to touch on this, and I know I'm cutting you off here, but you are a great father figure. For I would want my son to look up at you, besides for me, as a father figure. Because you are. You, you're very passionate about anything you take on, and it shows, and it fills the room with how passionate you are. Again, you might not be able to have a child from your loins, you're going to have a thousand children by the time you finally say your final words that look up to you as this was who I looked up as, as a, as a father. This is what a father should have been. I know, again, I'm touching you in the heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, stop that. But it's, it's the truth. And I'm preaching it to you now on the podcast. This is something I've wanted to preach to you in the past. But again, it's like we have very, um, what would you call our conversations that we have? Edgy. A little edgy, little like we pick on each other. It's not, we don't get in depth with what's going on around us and how we feel and what's going on. Mm. It's more like let's, you live? Yeah. You good? Yeah. Like stuff what can like we that. make fun of? Yeah, what what are what's the new thing to, topic to make fun of? Um, the new topic that I've been wanting to make fun of. I don't. I, we don't have to bring it to podcast, but the military just lost a thirty million dollar jet. <laughs> and you know, he knows he like stuff like this stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the podcast. Me, and Matt, share a lot of great opinions on military equipment and military views and political views Mm -hmm. that we like to talk about more than I think we do the fact of you're you are raising a generation of children around you to be better people and again I think you need to sit down and look at that as a whole and not necessarily fight kick, scream, and grab at these these drugs that these doctors could give you to make you produce a child. And I agree, because there's nothing that they're going to be able to give me that's going to make me produce a child. So... Dude, it's 2023. I've seen people... I've seen men carry babies. 
they can definitely give you something. Just because mm-hmm. the state we live in doesn't. And we've had this conversation before, but what um, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know and what I mean. Like no matter if you really want it and you're mm-hmm. willing to die for it, it could happen. But at the end of the day, God's giving you everything in front of you. And I agree with that. I uh, and I'm not I I'm not trying to have kids at this moment. Like I, I don't have a wife. I don't have anybody that's no. prospected to have a wife. But when I do have a wife, I want to be ready for it. I want to have, I want to give, I want to have kids now. I will say. So let me basically give you the rundown of what's causing all this. I have, we are just about 100% sure my doctor just hasn't said the word yet, Addison's disease. Which. Terrible. We have terrible doctors where we live. I've traveled. I know. Our doctors are Awful. Awful. Dog water. And they're all bought out by pharma. But, you know, no, no reason to get suicided right now, yet. I will not accept it for the doctors that we have. Uh, get better. Get better, 100%. But, <coughs> anyway. So, I... I am heavily cortisol dependent. I do not produce testosterone. I do not produce testosterone. Uh, I just said skipping, skipping record. Cut that. I don't produce testosterone, and my adrenal glands do not produce cortisol, which has been gone wrong all my life, but they didn't know that until recently. Meaning, when I get sick, I get really deathly ill sick. Like, I almost die every time I get, like, the flu and stuff, and they've never told me about that, and I just found that out. That's how bad our doctors are, by the way. Yeah, by the way, he hangs out with me, and I have three kids. Two of them go to school. I get sick once a week. <laughs> now, I'm not sick right now. Yeah. I'm just saying. This man's a... He's a stormtrooper shooting shots with cortisol that you... It might hit, I, it might not. Yeah, I don't even have the cortisol shots yet. They gave me the needles. She hasn't given me the meds. But anyway, so she said... Uh, my doctor was like, so when you get sick real bad again, you're you're... Cortisol's the very little you have now. They put me on hydrocortisone, but the very little you have now is going to plummet even more, and you can just go into shock and die. And you probably should have already just went into shock and died like a long time ago. I was like, oh. And I was just like, thanks, Papa. I was like, I I knew that God kept me alive then. And uh, so now I have the cortisol meds. I've always been on levothyroxine for my thyroid. They're going to put me on growth hormone and testosterone after I talk to a reproductive endocrinologist. Now, here's the thing. I heard all of that, and I had to have my mom in the office with me because I knew God was telling me to be prepared for news that I didn't want to hear. I knew it in my heart, and I knew that I needed somebody there with a sound mind because I knew that I was just going to shut down. And I did exactly that. The second she said the testosterone was going to make me sterile, Shut down. Which does not make a bit of sense. She explained it like this, though. When they're... I'm naturally producing low amounts of testosterone. When they put in testosterone into your body, your testicles, which are producing the testosterone, are saying, okay, it's not coming from another source, and they sterilize. But, uh, and I know it's TMI, um... But they said that I can possibly free sperm. I'm not sure if I'm producing or looking at adoption and things like that. 
but I'm a minute away from looking at any of those options. I, I'm, this is pre-second opinion and all that. But as soon as she said sterile, I shut down. Just, and I, hearing really hard news increased my faith in a very strange way. It, I walked out of that office with double the faith in God, and I, and they, and then they took, like, a bunch of vials of my blood, full body x-ray, and a urine sample, and I'm in the bathroom for the urine sample, and I'm, I, that was the first time I broke in tears, like, I was like, alright, I'm not in front of anybody, I bawled my eyes out, and then I got myself together, and I did the urine sample, and I, I thank God, because so I know that this is something that, I, I know that this is in his plan, I know that as uh, scary and as hard to hear as it is, I know that he can work with this, and I know that this can glorify him. Um, and so when we get home from the doctor's appointment later on in the day, getting ready to go pick up some groceries for the house, and I have this Bible app called Version, and it's basically a Bible. Everybody's got it. Everybody's got Version. It's the Bible app, like, the best one ever. Not everybody has it, but you should. It's, like, it's great. I'm a, I like a good old-fashioned paper Bible, but I love it for when I do the daily verses, which is very inconsistent now because I'm awful, but also when I'm, like, getting into conversations or bringing up scripture, it's super easy to go out and be like, that's around the tip of my tongue, and hit the search bar and look it up and find the verse. But they also have, like, daily verses and studies I never really do those. I do my own devotional uh, stuff in the mornings before work, but I get the notification for it, and something God told me to open it up. I'm in the car. I wasn't driving. Like, I was getting the Bluetooth set up, and I open it up, and it is, lo and behold, the book of Isaiah, as I stated earlier, my favorite book in the Old Testament, one of my top probably three books favorite books of the whole bible and it's very comforting to me and the verse was isaiah 41 verse 13 for i the lord thy god will hold thy right hand saying unto thee fear not i will help thee and i in that moment and the way i was feeling the spirit was i he is still here He's got this in, under control. I need to wait on him and not be so freaked out about these are my options. It's he's in control. What he wants is going to happen. If I have children by my own wounds, I'm going to have children by my own wounds. If I have to adopt, I'll adopt. Whatever it is, I just need to put it in his hands because it's already in his hands. Yeah, and I, dude, we're, we are people that are in a car with our seatbelts on in the back seat and he is driving and uh, we like to reach up and try yeah. and grab the wheel we gotta let pop but and drive. that's the thing i can say hey i want mcdonald's mm-hmm. and me and my brother can sit there and scream mcdonald's mcdonald's mcdonald's, McDonald's. not sponsored by mcdonald's no. but that might lead him to give us mcdonald's but at the end of the day we did nothing but infuriate the driver (laughs) if you're thinking of it as i'm saying it in the verse of a 
father with my children in the back, they can scream McDonald's. They're going to get McDonald's because I will give in because I don't want to hear them screaming it anymore. It's what they want. That's what they, that's their dinner for some reason. Um, but you're not happy pulling into there. You're not, you, you know what I mean? You're not, I'm not taking off my seatbelt and turning around and smacking them. I'm just like, all right, you get McDonald's. What do you want? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's what you want? And then when the cashier or the person that listens to what I'm saying says, we don't have that. I give them what I thought they would want instead of asking them thyself. And you kind of just have to deal with the cards that are handed to you in that happy meal. And you, and you have to understand that God knows better than thy. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. randomly kicking it into King James over here. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he knows what's better for us than we think we do. And I don't think the sitting there like, God, please, God, please, this is what I want, infuriates him. But it just shows that we have no idea what is good for us because he already has something else planned. Exactly. And it, it's not that I'm saying it. it. It infuriates me as a father, but as God, he, the man of absolute patience, it doesn't infuriate him, but it's more of just the, buddy, you're here. You're yeah. buckled in. You're going to get what I give you for a reason. You know, and, and it never, it never makes sense until you finally have that day where you look back and you go, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and I, I think that's the same thing with, uh, like, any, anything, man. You sit down you can be like, why was my stepdad so mean or so mad all the time? And then you look back and you're like, oh, because I was a nimkaboop. I, I, I did things that caused him to be mad. And I thought he just didn't understand me. No, he truly did because he did the same things and he just wanted the best for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it's true. And... When I read that, I knew that I needed to leave it in his hands. And a lot of times, and I feel like most people struggle with this, we say, all right, God, we're putting this in your hands, but only for like 10 minutes. Oh, and they get mad. They get so mad because they're like, I put it in God's hands. And then you talk to him the next day, and they're like cussing and all fired up. still worried about it. Chill. You already said what you needed to yes, say. Yes, and you already put it in God's hands. Why are you trying to take it back? Yeah, right. This was the first time I've ever been, I've handled something and just say, all right, God, it's yours, and I haven't felt like I needed to take it back. Not that I feel like people feel like they need to take it out of God's hands, but it's just something about us. We like we have to obsess over it. There's some you, things that you need to take into your own control. Your weight. That's something you can take into your own control. God will not make you skinny if you eat 15 pounds of junk a day. That's something you have to take into your own. So, like, I, I get to a, a point. Like, there's some people that are like, I want to be skinny and pray on it for three years and never get skinnier because they don't do anything to make themselves skinnier. Oh, you have to do things in order. I, like, again, I, I'm swollen now. I'm huge. I'm not sitting here praying to God to make me motivated to work out. That's not how he works. Mm -hmm. If I want to be 
what I want to be, my size-wise, I have to do it. Like, so, we're, I'm, I'm derailing this podcast and taking over. <laughs> I've read some stuff about 2025. Y'all can say I'm a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. How does it go? What's the word I'm looking for? Conspiracy theorist? Yeah, conspiracy theorist. There are some elite generals that leaked out some information to their sergeants. Well, pretty much to their officers that leaked it to their sergeants about war happening in 2025. We see where the tensions are going in the government between two political parties, such and such. This is a country that's really giving us pushback. We just pulled out of Afghanistan. We haven't been out of war since 1775 for more than 12 years. 12 years in the entire D of the United States that we have not been at war. Thug life. Or I guess more like oil life. Never mind. So the, the whole thing was it's either going to be China or Russia. Russia's pretty pre- it's involved right now with Ukraine. Yeah, I hope not, because I want to go to Russia one day. But what's going to happen is somebody's going to run their mouth. We're going to get the right president in the right spot to be like, go ahead, figure it out and find out. Yeah. And we're going. So I've gained a lot of weight from my military body. To where military body could run a lot of miles with a firearm and get the job done. Now I'm like, mm, I don't think I could run down the block and back with a firearm and be able to carry on a conversation. If you're fat, you're going to die. If war hits this country, this state, if you're overweight and out of shape, you will die quicker than anybody else. If you're untrained, if you do not know how to shoot a weapon, you are going to die. Now, it's a good thing to have God on your side because here's the thing. We have no idea of what our journey and our life journey is and what we've actually done to impact somebody or whatever our journey was when our journey ended. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. you have no idea. Get in shape enough to be able to get out of an area and get trained. And this is a way I was trying to transfer into this next topic. Me and Matt are going to do a range day. Yes, sir. You're going to see our faces. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen the TikTok uh Page channel, what's it called? Again, it, you maybe you've seen us if you follow us, or pretty much your family, but you're going to get to see our faces. I bet you're so excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I we can't just got to get a little bit more equipment. That's been, I feel like that's been our, sl- that has been our experience. <laughs> no we, weapons and ammo. We have that. We got plenty. Our, the entirety of filming. our journey of this ministry the entire journey of this ministry has been like, we got some cool stuff for you, but let me, it's still in my Amazon cart. Yep. You we, know, like, 
<laughs> we gotta get, but we already have the camera. We have, cause I was talking to him and I'm gonna get the other version of it that's a little nicer and a little newer. I was like, I'm gonna get like a little 1080p camcorder on Amazon, a little hot shoe mic. And I think it's time we start doing YouTube videos. It's, that stuff's been on my Amazon cart for a while, and I was, I was like, I remember years ago, 2019, I, I got a camcorder, and I wasn't sure of the quality. I knew it was, it wouldn't be the best, but it wouldn't be the worst. And I have little Bluetooth lapel mics. I was like, we can do sit-down videos today. I don't know how much room I have, but we can order that the newer stuff, and we can start doing better range videos. Yeah. And then from there, that'll just start us off. I, I get, I find, I dig up the old camcorder, I stick one of the lapel mics in it, and it's alright, it's not terrible, we got some things to work out, and that's what, I'm gonna do a sit down video of, you know, being a Christian for a year, and be like what my, hopefully that'll pop, and so people can see that, and hopefully that'll say, uh, win some souls, but once we get a better camera, and a better mic, literally here in, I think, three weeks, four weeks, we're gonna actually record the range video. Very excited. Sorry about my tyrant, too. For anybody listening, if you're out of shape and you're out of... <clears throat> Listen, I'm out of shape. And in the military, we call it out of rags. You're out of rags. I'm... Listen, I couldn't run from my house to my... From my living room to my kitchen without being completely just done. But I do believe in the sense of... that so For some reason why... This war in 2025 that I've heard, I've read on, I'm watching these people, I'm watching this Ukrainian war, and I'm, I'm just taking in the information as a human being, watching this inflation, watching the political parties that we have backing us, it's all pointing at it. Like, there's a big pointer finger pointing at what's about to happen because as I don't know it's, it's a disgusting thing but we we are a war built country every country is a war built country again it, it's just we're, this is going to happen again there, there hasn't been a war war in a long time it's coming it's, it's, it's just how it is it's history repeats itself you don't know history, then you're kind of giving yourself less information. You know, like, learn, figure it out, be ready, train. Um, that was my whole... This is a rant I've been, like, preaching to my children and my wife. My kids are five. Listen up, buddy. At the oldest. Listen up, buddy. No, and the, he's been training. That's with, fantastic. With, uh, he's got Nerf guns. How to clear a room and how to run. Is that not like the best training? I got that when I was 16 with an AR-15. Dude, he's doing it with letting off rounds. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're Nerf rounds. It's not like it's an actual gun. How <laughs> shooting blank. I'm getting him to the, uh, I'm up, he sees me, I'm down. Like That's a big military thing. Like I'm up, I get some couple rounds out, and I'm down. And that gives you the advantage of if you got like six people attacking an area. I'm up, they see me, I'm down. My next guy goes, I'm up, they see me, I'm down. And it feels like it's a non stop fire rate. 
Bro, it's like lethal leapfrog. Yeah, it's a lethal leapfrog that you cannot pick a singular target because there's rounds coming from the left, there's rounds coming from the right. It's it's a good way, and that the military, the the army taught us great things about flanking, always being the the aggressor. You're always pushing the target. You're never sitting there. Like, if you're sitting there taking rounds and not putting down fire and having somebody to to push, you're not going to win. Yeah. And That's why we have the best military in the world. Facts. Now, looking at that stuff, it's, it's strange looking at those possibilities and those likelihoods and seeing, if I don't get, so if... Shipments of levothyroxine and cortisol meds and all that stuff get shut down. The likelihood of me dying is significantly higher, as in I will die without that. So when we take a look at these situations, and I'm like, still won't be trained up and ready for anything, but I know the end game. It, uh. So, uh, another big scenario. During, it was one of the world wars. Don't call me. Somebody in the comments, or somebody that's listening, knows what I'm talking about. Japan, before they attacked us, flew a balloon through Alaska all the way down. Hmm. Because there's only two ways into the United States that they would believe was effective. From Alaska down, and then from the Panama Canal up. (laughs) Well, here recently, guys, I don't know if you've kept up with China did the same thing. It followed the same exact flight pattern. Again, the, these are just things from a somebody that I'm not tactical because I'm not. I don't have a plate carrier or anything crazy. Like I'll fight for my community. That's probably about the most I'll get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got like, a I respirator, some pepper grenades, and a shotgun. That's exactly it. I'm not, I'm not going to make a difference in this world if something would happen here. But you have to be, you have to have knowledge on what's coming. You got to be ready to protect your home. Always. Your... Especially if you have kids. Have this knowledge. Have this training. Be ready. Know what your weaknesses are. Mine is running. But... I'm not expecting my four-year-old, my three-year-old, and my infant to run. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to group up, do what we have to do, build camps, get ready. Play Lethal Leapfrog, yeah. Lethal Leapfrog. We're uh, at the house. There's something called, I believe it's called the uh, Jerusalem Artichoke or something like that. And it is this extremely <laughs> versatile and invasive but also natural to the place we're at, plant, and it just, you plant some and it takes over, and it's edible, and it's basically like uh, potatoes, and they, I forget the history of it, I don't have to ask Sam about it, my stepdad, but we're getting some of the seeds and we're just going to plant them at the house, at the gun range, at the hunting camp, so you have this invasive and like you can't kill it, extremely versatile and just constantly reproduces, Food source. Oh, and that's that's another big thing you guys got to think about. We did just this year dabbled in an actual 
bigger area of planting vegetables and fruits and such. And it was a, a good eye opener for like, hey, you guys are like out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we live in a suburb, and we have ninety percent of what we grew was more than we needed. Yeah. Well, it was in the same sense that's currency. Like, think about it. That's currency. Where we live, oh, you'll find people on the side of the road selling that for the American dollar. That is literally backed by nothing. It's fake. No more. It's not backed by the reserve. It's not backed by oil. It's backed by nothing. And then, yeah, so when you have these, so when things, bad things happen, people stop relying on the dollar, on the chips or whatever they're doing, things that are of use in a bad situation are going to be your currency. Ammunition, food. 550 cord. 550 cord. <laughs> duct Listen, tape. 550 cord and duct tape Bro, I can gotta... fix Anything. Spare bottle of ibuprofen. One thing that yeah. I've learned to do right now, and make not for currency, and Austin actually just asked me about it today when I first came came in here, was I now have something, I call it my day bag or my road bag. So I go into work every day and I have a work car and I spend a lot of time in the work car driving around town doing my job. Go bag. It's a go, go bag. bag. And not quite like a bug out bag. I could get mine, but it's more like a. I have this bag. It it has emergency packets, ibuprofen, chapstick, a thing of mints. It's got one dose exactly of my levothyroxine and hydrocortisone in the case I forget it and need it. Because if I forget it, I'm gonna need it. You know I, that chapstick's good for a fire. Didn't know that. We're going to have to test that out shortly. Well, you, you so in your pill bottles, again, this is a, something for the user, the listener. Mm. For your pill bottle, does it have a piece of cotton inside of it? Uh, I don't know. So a piece of cotton with Vaseline rubbed on it, a.k.a. chapstick, whatever you can think of. It's just a little melted down, less thick on a, on a, on a, cotton ball will burn like a candle Mm. perfect for you know heating up something to sterilize it or perfect for starting a fire again i used to carry so for my go bag which is pretty dismantled at this point because we'd go camping and do things and i I would be like i got that i have this i got that you know what i mean yeah by the end of it you're like i have nothing left in my go bag because we used it on a camping trip it's camping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and when I say camping, I mean blamping. There's a camper. There, just people, not ready for what was coming. Um, my go bag was dogged. Vaseline smeared on cotton balls is a perfect candle. I didn't know that. We gonna run down because I have my go bag right here. This is I finally this got. This is your go bag. I have this in the car with me every day now. So I, in this pouch, I got ibuprofen, band aids. I know this is bright. I, You're no, getting splashed. I, I appreciate that. That's that's Advil. First off, it's Advil. It's not ibuprofen. I'll I'll hook them up. I get them them pain releasing M and M's, dog. And then in this, you know, I found this little. I know what it looks like because it's exactly what it looks like. No, it looks like maybe a flashlight. What is it? It's uh. So I used to be a huge stoner, and I found this little dube tube that I never used, and I What's was like, a dube tube. So in the stoner world, uh, there's these little tubes that you put your pre rolls in. 
bad things, don't do that. But I still had this, and I had never used it. So I was like, oh, th that's perfect to put, uh, I'll put 11th Roxin and a Hydrocortisone pill down inside of it. So okay. now if I ever need to... Oh, 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 you put your medication inside of yeah, it. Yeah, now, now heathens I put marijuana it, in there. I looked at it as a crusher for the, uh, your ibuprofen that's not ibuprofen. To put it into a water source for somebody that's unable to be able to swallow. Yeah, no, this is no, this is just a little little metal tube, and people put weed in these, and I just had it from when I used to okay, smoke weed. No, I no, never that's used great. it. That's great. You're putting more advanced medication yeah, inside I, yeah, of it. Well, I didn't want to just throw Listen, it away. medical supplies in a in a in a serious situation are a one. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you can have guns and ammos and everything, and it, like. Here's the thing, your gun and your ammo will not protect you against infection. Yeah. Or, you know, like, dysentery. Like, you, you gotta have these things in mind when Indeed. you're ready to go. Over in this pouch, I got chapstick, some afrin, which is another thing. I got these, so, like, if I eat some sauerkraut or something, I ain't gonna walk around stinky breath. Emergency. Then over here, in this pouch is where I keep, I got a little pen knife. knife. yeah. And then this, that. my tactical flashlight, which is very bright. And then in here, I got two sticks of deodorant, two reloads for my pepper spray, and a charger, and it's where I keep my Kenwood So where's well. your pepper spray? Is it in this bag? It's right here. So you're trusting your pepper spray to be on your body. I always have it on my body. You swear? I literally all right, always have all right, this on all right, my body. I'm just saying, pepper yeah. spray would be great for, again, I'm this is get, not, we're not talking about a suburban tactical environment because that's not where we're at. This is. We are in the woods. That would be great for a larger animal. Well, I have it for crackheads. But it would be, again, a big dog. Or yes. Like some something in, in an herb, uh, less urban environment, where you're trekking through the woods for a couple of days. Like where we live, you could probably walk seven to eight days. Yeah. Through the woods, maybe not hit any kind of actual human being, but you run up on a bear, a dog, something that's like ready to tear you up. You mm -hmm. hit him with that. It's the same thing for a human. Pepper spray hurts. It's terrible. It does. I went through the gas chamber. I can tell you right now. Been through it. I, I could still attack you, not, <laughs> uh, not in the sense of like I'm gonna attack you, but I'm beat up. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like a concussion attack. Like I'm dumb, just flaring, flaring my arms, hoping for the best. Yeah. <laughs> In this pouch, I got, this is more my EDC stuff, comb, lighter, little pack of the, of the herbal snuff, because I'd be rubbing you, on that sometimes. I would put an actual snuff that has tobacco in it, uh -huh. due to the fact of worms. Worms? Worms. Dysentery. Such like that, like, nicotine kills that. Hmm. Very cool. Especially if you're going to have a dog with you. Like, uh, maybe a lot of our viewers, I would imagine, know... That if your dog's got a worm or your horse has worms, you feed him cigarettes or hmm. snuff. Same for bee stings. I know why You So Matt knows about that. You get you get stung pretty hard by a bee. You take, you, you rub it. You, you take the tobacco and you get it damp and moist and you get it activated. And then you rub it onto the infected area. And it does, it really does, yep, it does I've, a lot. I've heard about that, I've never done it myself. And then over here, but yeah. wait, there's more. 
But now, wait, there's more. And and this little pouch, I just got pens and stuff because it's in my work bag. This is, and then. Oh, you can't be a pen. Like it, This is the coup de gras. And then I got a K bar. You got a K bar? Yeah. You mind? It's not. Go ahead. No, it's not like a like a like a branded K bar. It's I got that from like the Bud K magazine when I was like eighteen. It's like the. It's clean K bar. Listen, when I say clean, go into your kitchen, look at your one of your better kitchen knives, and look at the nicks in it. This K bar has zero nicks, but it's been used because I see the scratches. Of it. Yeah, I've was it some... used when you bought it? Because I see U.S. No, Marine Corps. No, I brought it new. No, you... this is a reproduction from the. Did it you ever was... buy shit stuff from the Bud K catalog as a kid? No, that's where I... that came from. I've always wanted a K bar. I have a K bar that's chrome. Like all all these oh, rivets are chrome. And I used to carry it in the army and I would catch so much shit. Mm-hmm. Because really what we're doing is the lowest profile. Well, that's not bad. It needs a little work, but not yeah. a lot. I used to keep it nice and sharp. I'll put it back into this case. I'll pull it out. Oh, I just was trying to find it. It's right here. Um, See, the so flashlight came in handy. My K-Bar is stupid chromed out Walmart brand. I think it was Buck that made it. Mm -hmm. Great night. It's went through its paces. Like, when we would dig fossils, I'd use my K-Bar to, like, pry out rocks just to prove, <laughs> just, just to prove a point. Just, I, oh, bro, you ain't even seen me dig holes. But my holes, because I was terrible at my MOS, MOS means your job description, they would put me on gun. I was, I was a gunner. I was great at shooting, shot 40 out of 40 every time I went to the range. Did well. Mm -hmm. So they would put me on, like, the 249, the 50, like, you know what I mean? Just because our commander used us well. He was also Special Forces and got a very bad unit. He, he joined a support unit, and I guarantee you he was upset about it, loved the ones that weren't good at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the guys that could hike through the woods with him and shoot guns and all that. Loved us. So he, they would put me on the big foxholes, and I would have to dig and dig and dig. And I mean, it's one thing to dig a grave for somebody you love. Like, you're passionate. You're getting at it. You're doing what you got to do. It's another thing to dig a grave for you to sit into and know you're not going to see anything because you're, you're in state. <laughs> you're, you, got, you got fake rounds. Like, it, it was just... Like, this is pointless. Pointless, but you also wanted to dig a nice hole that you knew you were going to spend the next 72 hours in. But, yeah, so that was, that's that. Again, that was my rant. Matt's going to get back on to his rant. It's about Pastor Date. Yeah. So, our pastor, which we got to announce because I know we've had, I got my arms around Austin right now. He's in church with me now. I do. I got to, I... We missed a couple days. We missed a couple weeks. I missed, yeah, due I missed to COVID. two Sundays. There was, it was like, we had a wedding. I had an open bar. Again, anybody listening, I do drink and indulge in alcoholic beverages. Um, we had a wedding Saturday night. It was like at night. We had the wedding. 
the open bar opened, the kegs opened, and we got home. And we got home at a decent hour. It was like 10 o'clock. Like, uh, late enough where we were like, mm. But the uh, shape me and my wife were in, we're like, we're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. We got COVID from that wedding. <laughs> and then missed three more weddings. Oh, three awesome. more churches. Mm-hmm. Including our baptism. That's fair. I know, uh, yeah, I was up in Wheeling with my dad. So I hadn't been up to Wheeling with my dad in, like, almost a whole year. And so I really, I was really blessed to... Even though I really missed my church family and going to church, it was, it was very different throughout the week. And we talked about this in the aftercast that we recorded for this episode. But, like... You can find church anywhere. Yeah, but the feeling of, like, going to church... Oh, yeah, that, that like warmth, that, yeah, that hit you, that... And it felt different through the week for me, because, I don't know, it's weird, because... A good church that we go to, it's small. Everybody sees you... And everybody's like, oh, like want to give hugs and want to handshake and really is truly there for to know what's going on in your life and why you weren't there compared to like maybe a bigger church. Yeah, we were Highlawn certainly isn't a mega church, but it was a over the top blessing to get to spend two weekends with my dad and my stepmom, who I just love the both of them very dearly, of course. Um, but I missed church, and then after, during that time, I had had my appointment with my endocrinologist, so it's the first Sunday that I get back, and I'm in the choir, I definitely ain't got no angel's voice, you know, what's that Ralph Stanley song, I cannot sing like an angel, and I cannot preach like You do have a good, I can hear you. Up there, you hit like some higher pitch. I struggle. I want to hit low pitches because. And again, you have to you have to use what God gave you your higher pitch notes, Mm -hmm. because here last Sunday there was no female. I know. Besides her, Eloise Eloise playing the piano. No, that's that's Donna playing the piano. We had Eloise. Eloise and Don playing the piano, and I could hear you guys like sync, and in a verse. And it was, uh, again, you have to use your God-given gift. And your God-given gift is loving God. And your the emotion you express when you're singing a hymn, I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your body language because you stand up. Like, you can tell. Like, I'm happy. I, I think about yeah. when I go up and I sing in the, in the choir pew, I think about singing in the heaven choir a lot of times because I get nervous a lot. Not that anybody's paying attention to my singing, that nobody cares. But everybody well everybody's focused on what the words mean and it's exalting God. And I just I think about especially anytime I get nervous, the wisest thing I ever heard from anyone about singing was because like I, I'm not gonna get a recording album, nothing like that. But like it who are you singing for? Are you singing for them? Or are you singing for him? And so if I ever get up there and I'm having a bad day or I'm thinking, oh, they're going to see my hair, you know, um, my voice doesn't sound right today. All I I imagine sitting in heaven with everybody who wants to sing to God and singing to God face to face. And that remedies that real real quick. And don't let him fool you. He is the best dressed 
human being in this church. I wasn't until I uh, until you started coming because I had to make sure that I show you up. Oh. Facts, literally. I'm Your straight facts? Straight 100%. I got a $1,000 outfit. And again, money doesn't mean a lot, but I do have a $1,000 outfit. I have one suit. That I have, again, it's one suit that I have not worn yet because it's a lot to clean and it's a lot to get ready. Because I'm not just going to roll up and uh, extremely... And again, it's name brand stuff, guys. It's it's nothing like, it doesn't look a thousand dollars. You look at yeah. it, and you're like, oh, he's, and, and it's all black and gray, mm-hmm. and they all match, and it's all good. But I don't I don't think I want to show you up because next next Sunday next Sunday I roll up. I might have it on. Beep beep, back her up. And I don't think you're ready for the the heat. Oh, I'm going to walk through that door and people are going to start sweating and not know why. I'm going to go up. All right. You know what? Me and my mom are seeing Lauren Daigle the first week of October, which is, I think, next week. We're going to go hit one of the stores because I was like, Mom, I need ties because I've never worn a tie. I don't have a tie for any of my suits. Do you need help? With many things, but I'm also going to get a hat. You just wait. I'm going to be big. I don't have a hat due to the fact that it's church. You and again, military, I... I ain't going to have a hat person. on, but you got to walk up with the hat, take it no, off, sit it on your knee. Not a chance. There's many a times I've wanted to wear a hat going to church and then take it off once I get inside. That's just, that's just lack of, lack of attention. You, you gotta, you gotta bring it. Your hair looks great. Well, Matt. thank you. Well, thank you. And I will say the bougie outfit that I have. I bought it for a wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't 100% support the kind of wedding I went to because they wanted all black, all this nonsense. I like made it my own. Yeah, we'll get to that after the cast. Okay. One day. One day. All right, understood. But um, I didn't buy a hat to go with it because of it's, it's a respective. Military teach you, if it's called a patrol cap. You're inside, better not see it. You're outside, depending on the area. I worked on a flight line. You couldn't have it. As soon as you are outside of this designated area, if you do not have a hat on, talk about getting your head ran through the concrete. That just sounds overly hostile. See, here at our church, I don't think we're, you know, we're certainly not military unless you talk about kicking Satan in the teeth. Or Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave, that, that was the whole point that we started talking about. No, he talked is about, military. He is, he is. I can is. see it. I, that, that breakfast that we did together. He did that because they did that in the army. I watched people in the army do what he did. Huh. And like, so I would go and eat. Again, quick, long story short, you can either live off base or on base. If you lived on base, you got free food, but you got paid terrible. You live off base because you're married, you had to cook your own food, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You could go eat on base for like two bucks and get like a cafeteria-sized breakfast for adult men that are trained to kill people. I would sit down and eat and watch the same thing that Pastor Dave did with us 
where these these human beings would sit around the table, say one thing or another, the highest ranking person would stand up, read a couple verses while they would eat, sit back down, finish their food, and get up and leave. Like, it was, it was very, it, it made me feel at home when he did that. He, we, that's the second time we've done that since I've been there. And let me tell you what, I like, I love our Easter sunrise service and I love Advent so much because it's just so wonderful because I'm excited for you to see Advent because I didn't know what Advent was until they asked me happen? to light the camp. It's the, it's the five Sundays before Christmas. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. I can't wait. It's, oh, oh it's, oh. I can't wait. I'm, I, so, I'm excited. so excited for my kid is going to be into a Christmas program. And a Christmas yes, program. Lord. Listen, if you have kids, guys, there's nothing more fun than watching kids be into a program together. And like, it's it's not okay to make fun of them, but it's okay to like giggle. Absolutely. To like watch these kids, like they they really are trying, but at the same time they're like goofy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I think we've derailed, like we usually do. Not that far, though. We were talking about how awesome our church is. So, I was sitting down at the first choir practice, which, the first Sunday back from my absence. Absence. My absence. And, uh, I was, I was talking about, <laughs> I was talking about, uh, you know, all my cortisol, everything that the doctor told me, and... Pastor Dave, let me give you a little backstory on Pastor Dave. The dude's a giant. Dude's got dude's, cinder dude's blocks big. for hands, bro. He's a, he, I would say probably what, 6'3? Maybe yeah. 245. Big booming voice. Dude's a, like, and he and he's thin. He's not like, dude's, dude, if he smacked you, let me tell you, it feels like a, he's a an brick alpha wall. Lot. He's an alpha dude. He, his build, his stature, the way he speaks is alpha. And that, I think that that's why he's such a wonderful pastor, too, because he's very humble as well. Extremely and, humble. Now, so we're sitting, and he walks in halfway through my story about, you know, what's going on with my health. And he looks over, and he goes, you don't produce cortisol? And I was like, man. And we just, he was like, we talk about a couple more things that, he goes, that's Addison's disease. And I was like, bro, we're pretty sure I have that too. High five. I high five him. He's blown away because little did I know that Addison's disease is literally, I looked it up because he mentioned how rare it was, uh, 140 people per million, I believe is the number that I read, uh, have Addison's disease. And in a very small congregation which we have grown but i we're not Super, a, listen guys 20 people at most we have more than 20 people now in that, the last that year show up on on a weekly basis i think we have about i haven't counted adults about 20, 20 20 adults per every time i've shown up maybe there's a little more maybe a little not once have i gotten like a head count i'd uh, say 20 okay 20 sorry so to have 20 people in one small congregation and the pastor and me have it, I guess that that was, is insanely rare. And he went around and I, he wasn't like gossiping. He was like, he went around to some of our, you know, our brothers in Christ around there. He was like, 
he told me he's got Addison's disease too. It's super rare. I hadn't looked it up yet, and I was like, hmm, high five, Pastor Dave. He stops me before he goes to his other church to preach, and he goes, when did they diagnose you? And I was like, they haven't given me the official diagnosis for Addison's disease yet, but I'm, I'm literally 100% symptomatic, and they told me that I have all those problems. She just hasn't called it Addison's disease yet, and we know it's Addison's disease. And he's like, huh, all right, walk away. I go home and Google it, and I was like, I have no idea what God is doing, but it's something. Think about that, people. Think about that. Um, next transition, guys. We're going to do something called Sober October. Yes, sir. Sober October. I'm excited. I am not. <laughs> um, since, since before the military, I've been pretty dependent on alcohol. Alcohol is what gets me to sleep. Alcohol what feeds me to be a good man. <laughs> Psych. Psych. No, it does help me sleep. I have sleep problems. So I usually drink two or three. And I don't have the attacks that I have at night. Uh, for most of you guys listening, you would call it... It's where it feels like there's weight on your chest and you see a crazy... Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis mixed with REM sleep disorder. Again, I dream like it's a lucid dream 24-7. I never hit anything but REM. If you know sleep, you know that's terrible. I don't have deep sleep. Always tired. But, sober October. We gonna be fighting some demons. I'm excited. For the punishments. So let's lay out what we're planning on doing before we get to the punishments. So here's the thing. Not drinking is not going to be that hard for me. I drink one beer or one to two glasses of wine every night after work. That's still, that, that's that's classified as an alcoholic. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not you should only have drunk? three a week. I be having seven. Three a week. I, like, I'm not, I don't get drunk. I'm not dependent on it. I'm not getting twisted. I just like to sit down with a Guinness or a glass of Manischewitz and just chill. I, <laughs> Funny story. My doctor asked me how many I had a night, mm-hmm. and I told him. And then I, I got a call. Within the me getting into my car and leaving, my I go to the VA, leaving it. Saying, we're here for you if you're ready to come to a meeting or discuss your issues. And I, I, like, again, I do indulge. I probably have anywhere from 60 to 30 a week. Hang on. But again, I'm not like, it's not... I'm not getting so hammered I'm hitting my kids or I'm... Getting behind the wheel. I, it's like nighttime comes, dinner's done. I already had two with dinner, and now I'm having six before bed, and then I go to bed. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not. That's just where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So, Super October, for me, it's going to be harder for you. For me, it's going to be harder for me, easier for you. Yeah. And then I was like, but we need more to it. And you were like, let's work out. And I was like, that's a great idea. We... There's another deficiency there. 
Yeah. You produce that testosterone, you can you build muscle. I actually do not build muscle. So there's another that's going to be hard for me. I've focused a lot of my life out of the military on building muscle. So there's a big boy strength for him. And I was like if we're in a weakness for me and I was I like working out. I was like and once they put me on the testosterone, I'm going to work out daily. But Wait, if you get testosterone, can I take testosterone? And they're not it, giving it, it to me yet. Is it even? If you get it and I don't. Would it it be would even? be even, yeah, but they're not going to give it to me it next month, dog. It's going to be after I talk with my aunt. It's going to be after some stuff. She wants me to talk to the reproductive endo first. So we're going to talk handicap here. Ten? For like ten, rep, ten reps? Push-up wise, sit-up rise, all that. Plank, yeah. plank seconds. We're yeah. doing ten. That will be That, that would be, be hard. hard. That will be hard. If we that do a ten-second difference. Yeah. 10 minute, 10 whatever. Yeah, 10 reps. For running, I'm giving you zero handicap. You're lighter and you're younger or long than I do. My knees, bro. I get paid monthly for my knees. I'm not giving you a handicap. You a rich man with a rich man, dog. I'm not giving you a handicap for your running. Fine, okay. I don't run. I hate running. I do not run either, I unless it's to the kitchen. It. We need to do a mile. A Towards mile the end run? Of it. Towards the end of it. A mile I could probably do right now. I can walk a mile easy, because I, I walk I do every day. 10. I can do a mile in about 10. Now. Now I'm going to throw up, be sick. It's I used to be able to do them in five. Almost six. Mm. Close. I think that's what we, we had to run two in like some dumb amount of time. And I could do 13 in two. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll get there. And uh, on top of that, we got to bring God into this. Oh, well, that's what's so, driving us. We're going to, yes. And so on top of overall Sober October, working out, we're going to be bringing in the word of God into this. And there's going to be video footage of this. But, dog, I read five chapters every day. It's one thing to train behind doors. We're going to have these competitions in front of each other. Dude, the working out is going to be so embarrassing, but you all see it. Uh, We're actually, I think that it's going to be best for us to do this via TikTok so that people can see it. Anybody want to watch us, go to the Glory to God. Two as in the number two. Glory to God Studios TikTok. That's where we're going to find all that. And it's going to be really not fun for us. Except for the re- reading the Word of God. I love that. I love reading That's the Bible. That's going to be good. That, that and got, the being, watching me be sober. It's going to be hard. Watching me run, bro, is going to be so wildly unattractive. Oh, it, the fitness for Matt's going to be terrible. Fitness for me is going to be terrible. But the alcoholic side of me is going to have to just stop. Yeah. And I'm kind of worried about the first two weeks. Like, I'm going to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be an aggressive human being to be around. Because it's pretty much like me taking steroids. Like, I'm finally starting to feel emotions again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sleeping well oh. and feeling emotions. Y'all, it's going to be a wild ride. It is. Watch us, follow us, find everything. 100%. Matt's about to give us the closing prayer. Oh, well, you got to figure out punishments first. 
I got hot peppers that are growing. I have hot chili peppers growing into my garden as we speak. You have to eat it. Okay, what do we consider the failure? A failure? So, if you slip up and drink, failure. If you lose more than two athletic events, failure. Bro, you gotta give me a handicap on that run. That's a handicap. That's two. With a 10 second handicap. 10 anything handicap. But it's more than two. Because uh, my mom, shout out my mom. She don't listen to this. Shout out your mom. She doesn't. I already asked her. (laughs) She was like, I'm gonna do Sober October with you guys. I said, that's awesome, mom. I'm so proud of you. She goes, well, I have this day and this day that I'm going to drink. I said, well, that's no, not sober October. That's not, nope, that's not how that works. And she goes, no, I want to play with you guys. I said, that's, it's not a game. It's something you have to adapt in your mind and be ready to take on. I'm sorry. If I'm not drinking, I'm going to do one thing and one thing only. And it's lift weights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's the only other thing I have in my life to make me feel happy. Oh, bro. Now, how hot are these peppers are we talking? Is it throw up hot? I don't know, I haven't ate one. Oh. I have habaneros. Oh. That I won't do it to us. But I have these chilies that I have not ate yet. I'm willing to take, I I know the heat of these habaneros. They'll put you in the hospital. Yeah, we can't be doing that. We could do these chilies and you just take a bite out of it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. take take a take a bite, and that's your bite, and that's what you have to deal with for losing. But again, you're banking somebody that has not stopped drinking alcohol since he was 21, minus some years, to somebody that could get in shape quickly if he started now. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't picked up a weight. Since the beginning of the month. I haven't picked up a weight since... Work on planks, work on push-ups, be ready for a run. I will not train for the run. I'm going to have to work on my push-ups because I know my core is... I'll handshake you on the fact that I won't train for the run. Alrighty. It's... Nobody sees it. We're doing it. We're shaking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this is... How many many chapters of the world we read daily? Yeah, that's what you want to, isn't it? Um, if I'm already reading For me five, being, like, dude, I'm extremely dyslexic. Let's, if we can do a chapter. A chapter a day. Because some, some chapters are literally a half page. So how many how many chapters can I miss before I have to eat a hot pepper? I would say... Give me three days? I was going to give you five days of missing. Well, that's... There's only... It's not like... All right, many. the three... You know, all right, like, yeah. I'll, Three days. Three days? That's enough. That's That adds up way more than five in a month to have to eat hot peppers. Fair. I'm down. I, and I've been looking in the mirror and been very upset with who I have been as a human being. And I think this is a great month to attack it head on. Mm-hmm. I look at myself in the mirror and just see handsome. Listen, I celebrate this pagan holiday that's coming up, a.k.a. Halloween. Due be due to the fact of it's fun. It's a fun holiday to celebrate. No. <sighs> For me with my kids, like 
Halloween, let them dress up what they want to do. We decorate the house. Like, we have fun. Pumpkin spice everything, white girls it gets. I don't like the pumpkin spice, but well, let me lay down a little bit of... People are... A lot of people are like, you can't celebrate Halloween. Here's the thing. We have Halloween. We enjoy Halloween. Kids are going to get trick-or-treats. We bought for apples. Accept it as it is. It's a pagan holiday. Sour. If you go into it as a pagan holiday. I'm the expert here. Okay. All right. Sour. I'm like... Uh, listen here. Yeah, ex wicked here. Um, sorry, Doc. I just saw all those big spikes on the screen. Anyway, so Samhain is the actual holiday. We are not celebrating Samhain. We are not giving offerings to the dead. We are not doing witchcraft. We are eating Snickers bars and watching scary movies and getting scared and being together as a family. Mm-hmm. I be getting scared. I do. I, I got do. demons under my feet, dog. I got Jesus. I get so scared for these movies. Like the exorcism movies. Dude, I will punch the Insidious demon right in his face with my rosary wrapped around my knuckles. Again, he says this, and I do it because I have extremely crazy dreams. And then you wake up and it's your wife. <laughs> Never punch my wife in the face. I'm just saying. I, I would be afraid. You like, again... We love you guys. Matt's going to finish with a final prayer. Alrighty. Alrighty. He got me. Alright, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We pray that through our shenanigans and back and forth that what we have said today has glorified you and exalted you. I pray that you edify our ministry and edify the church that we may continue to live to serve you. I pray that those who are listening are blessed those people that are saved, Lord, I pray that you increase their faith and their relationship with you, Lord. I pray that the people that are not saved, that are listening to this, Lord, I pray that they are saved. I pray the Holy Spirit over them. I plead the blood over them, that you come in and save them, that their hearts are repentant. I pray that we have done well by you, giving us this ministry into the hands of un- imperfect people, I pray that through our mistakes and through our imperfections and our flaws that this has glorified you. And in Jesus' holy and sweet name, I pray. Hi, Hosanna. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for sticking around, listening to the end of it. We love you, and we are out.